0: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Houston Healing Podcast. It's Dr. Pam. And Dr. Janae. Back with another mental health conversation. So first, before we get that kicked off, Dr. Janae, how you doing this week? How was your week?
1: So far, so good, actually. Um, I have been practicing what I've been preaching here um, in session okay. and just with my friends. I have been making time for me unapologetically, so
0: I've hey, been spending that more time you. with...
1: Thank you. I've been spending more time um, in conversation with my day ones, my old school friends that we're not in close proximity to one another, but I've also prioritized and made sure that I connected with one of my newer friends that's actually local. So getting out the house and spending time with other adults. Listen, love that for myself.
0: (laughs) Yes. I mean, I've been pretty good this week. Pretty good. Just, you know, the day to day work, trying to find time for friends, trying to find time for myself, I think you're doing way better than I am because <laughs> you sound less stressed.
1: Yes, it's that ebb and flow. I feel like when you're having just like an exceptional week, I'd be in the trenches and vice versa. Um, but I think <laughs> that, you know, friendship is for me something that I often don't have time for. Um, mm. So really just recognizing that that's a need in my life in all of our lives, mm. I feel like, and just yeah. carving out even that little bit of time for it. I noticed that when I do that, I feel better. Um, and I also recognize that where I'm currently at, I need to give more space to
0: uh-huh.
1: new friendship just because my core group of friends were nowhere near one another. Um, that's so you. that's kind of, you know, you and I've talked about that. We both kind of have that similar experience. Um, uh-huh. And I rock with Drake, you know that, but I'm, I'm very much not necessarily fully bought into the No New Friends. I mean, clearly, I, hear you.
0: I mean, clearly like we're here. You. So clearly we're, 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 we're down for new friends. First of all, I might be new getting here, but I feel like I'm an old friend anyway. Old so old connection. Um, <laughs> exactly. But I think, I think you're right. Like sometimes we have to like reevaluate those no new friend things. And like, for me, I'm finding that this point in life, like some of those old friends, those day ones, they're not holding the same weight or same position as before. So so now I'm sitting over here like no new friends, but I only got three for real. I need, I need, I need another or some of the day ones be
1: turning into day twos.
0: Some of the day ones be falling off the calendar. (laughs) That part too. Okay. Um, so just. I think something that we don't talk about a lot is like the heartbreak of a friendship breakup. Like, we talk about mm-hmm. men and we'd be down bad and we'd be crying and it'd be a whole, you know, rom rom com in the comments, you know? But hmm. like friendships, girl, I would say. That could put you on way. your back. Uh, yeah, yeah. Friendship cares. breakup.
1: It's, it's the friendship breakup can have you sliding down the wall real slow.
0: Listen, silent cry. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> come get me because I need support. Because the person that would have supported me is acting
1: a fool. It's so who who again, where do I go? Because if my day one is not day oneing.
0: Oh my God. You know, like, how do we how do we rectify we that? First of all, let's talk about the reasons why they fall off. Okay. What are your reasons? Have you had some day ones turn into who
1: is that? Oh my God, we used to talk all the time. <laughs> like I think I used to know that person, and they like the one you was with every from day? a lifetime oh, ago. Yeah, you like I've, I that used to be my friend. No, I've absolutely had these experiences, um and like you said, they they hit harder than breaking up with somebody. Because I'd be like, uh-huh. okay, anybody worried about you? I could bounce back, but like my friend, my confidant, it, it definitely yeah. um, it's a, it's a different level of hurt. And there's so many reasons, right? Not only personally, but I've had to navigate this with folks in therapy. Um, And there are just sometimes, of course, just the violations, right? There are certain things Mm -hmm. that you just Uh can't come Uh back from. And when we continue to advocate for, you know, identifying our boundaries and standing firm on them, sometimes Mm -hmm. those friends, family, romantic partners, you know, some people don't adhere to them. They don't make the cut. So there's absolutely boundary violations or things that are just unforgivable, right? right the most wild of circumstances um but oftentimes Insert shade like... room and all those things <laughs>
0: <laughs> things that we about yeah. to squabble about you know of course I mean, yeah there's yes. definitely
1: stuff that we could take it to the parking lot about but you i feel like a lot of times and in my particular experiences where i've had these quote-unquote friendship breakups like you've um you've quoted them it's just been that outgrowing or that difference of opinion or us being in two different phases of life that for whatever reason they just can't mm, coincide say something um, and that's where I think it's more hurtful. Like, yeah, there's the betrayal. If you have a friend that just completely, you know, um, goes against y'all's, you know, pact of trust or does something that's so, like you said, some shade room type of stuff. Like that's a whole different level of hurt and anger that you have to navigate with.
0: Low, key. Low key, I would kind of like just to amplify your point. Those ones, I feel like they're easier to just cut because it's like, yeah. oh, you did you violated. So, why? yeah, you played
1: in my face yeah. next like it's. And so you yes. have your own emotions internally, but it's like, hey, OK, you did this. You said that you told and so my business like, OK, moving on. Could. But yeah. when it's like, hey, I'm going through this new chapter, or new phase of my life or I've grown to this level and you're completely somewhere else. And we still can't make time because, again, me and my friends are not um, similar To a certain like we're all very different. We have different interests, Mm -hmm. different life paths and trajectories, but we still find time to connect and we still find time to make all of our unique parts and pieces fit. So when you have that friend for whatever reason or whatever sets of reasons that like isn't a part of that inner circle, it hurts more because it's like, are you going through something? Do I need to hold more space for you? Right. Do do Mm -hmm. I, as a friend, not do it for you anymore? Like, have we just completely become? so different that we're we don't have anything in common and so there's this void I think that happens in that circumstance versus the just absolute boundary violation you played in my face so I got to cut you off and Mm -hmm. that's more of what I've experienced Um, okay what about you in terms of have you ever, ever had a friendship breakup
0: oh girl Some might argue I might be currently (laughs) breaking up, but who knows? Um, (laughs) I'm just starting to look at my cheering section and it's not as, you know, it's not as pronounced as it was. There's certain faces that I'm used to seeing that are no longer there. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's like it's hard. I think my if I'm going to talk about like just currently where I'm in the space with friends, it's just the disappointment right? The ones that you've held a lot of space for or you've been able to be that person for. And then there's like key moments where you're like, okay, here's your time to shine. And they just disappoint they you. No, mm. And you like, like, I'm falling. I've fallen. There's like no life alarm. Falling and can't get up. Like, I don't have a little whistle. I ain't got a a, a phone. I ain't got nothing. I'm down back. And, you know? where is and it's like, where's the squad? you mm-hmm. were appointed like what is going on you know and I think for me it's like happening in two two phases because it's like there's that disappointment but is this the first disappointment is this the last disappointment how many disappointments does it take like how many licks mm-hmm. does it take to get to the center of a Tussie pop I don't know Girl, it's what? like <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that's it right here but we
1: going we gonna let it ride no.
0: It do because it's like how many times you gonna stay keep letting these people and in your face before you cut it off and just bite the motherfucker like what are we doing you know because for me it's like okay this was a minor violation mm. mm-hmm. other other people in the squad is like yo she she tripping get her get your get your mans you know and you're like ah, no it's fine and you're trying to like overcompensate for the friend right mm-hmm. i think so again, my friend and moon, my my sun and moon friends that is all into the astrology and things, they're like, "Oh, you're a Taurus. You take forever to cut people off. Blah blah blah. You know that kind of thing." And I, I, I and I do. I do. That's true. I hear it. I hear. I feel like unless you directly played in my face, I'm gonna get you the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna try to like figure it out or. I'm going to give you that last minute to be able to be like, look, you know, you playing in my face, right? For you to be like, all right, I'm sorry. I'm going to do better. And I give you the chance. Right. Mm -hmm. So I think, I don't know if it's a Taurus thing. You let me know. I don't know if it's a me thing, but I think with certain relationships, we've had to call them to the white couch a couple of times. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, you was already on rocky ground and we gave you an opportunity to show and prove. And it's like, bro, come on. Right. So, yeah. there becomes another boundary violation, and although small, although small, maybe some people wouldn't take it as a boundary violation or whatever it may be, but it adds up, right? So yeah. then you feel like your trust is, uh, your trust is messed up. You feel like the relationship is in balance. You feel like the other person's inconsistent, whereas you're consistent, right? And it's mm-hmm. just like. A lopsided relationship, and you're like, I can't keep doing this because obviously you're benefiting from my friendship, but I don't think I'm benefiting because where are you holding space? Yeah. Or if you leave the friendship feeling, like you said, unsupported because of this
1: imbalance, that's not what friendship is supposed to feel like, right? No. And so I think that there are multiple components to it because no relationship goes anywhere without communication and without Mm -hmm. contemplation and reflection, right? So Mm -hmm. obviously, unless there is some extreme boundary disturbance or boundary violation you're going to sit and be like yo when you did that or you didn't show up or i feel Mm -hmm. like i felt excluded like you have to communicate that right but Mm -hmm. then the ball is in the other person's court to recognize what you're saying see it from your perspective and do different and i think that what maybe you're talking about and i know what my particular circumstances is like we continue to do that we continue to play that game and have that song and dance and then at some Mm -hmm. point you're like Okay, the consideration isn't there, or like I shouldn't be having to talk to you about this because right. I believe that how I identify friendship and how you at least once identify friendship was part of the reason why we were able to come together and be such good friends and such close friends. So I don't want to be talking to any of my close friends about basic support and communication. And like you said, I don't showing want to teach up you how to, to be a friend. Anymore. Like
0: you're a grown adult, yeah, you should know too how to be that. a friend. We're too old for that.
1: You. And so for me, it takes one of two spaces where, like you said, is there is the stepping back and recognizing, so mm-hmm. I have to understand that sometimes, like you said, these people who were in my corner, my left or right hand man or woman, mm-hmm. now, in some ways are more of an acquaintance, and that's mm-hmm. okay. Friendships change, and the proximity in which somebody has to you can change, and there doesn't have to be any love loss, right. Um, mm-hmm. and then sometimes I think that you just phase out and outgrow one another. And then you realize the mm-hmm. conversation happens less and less, or there's not as much substance to the conversation. And now it's just the check-ins for the happy birthday or the wishing you well mm. on the holidays or mm-hmm. congratulations on this, but it hurts, right? It'd be hitting you in your chest.
0: C- Listen, in the chest cavity. Cause that makes me want to be like, so then when do you, when do you just cut it? Right. Cause like there's certain people. There are certain people that you can move to an acquaintance and it just organically happened over time. And you're like, you know, it's fine. Right. I'll allow so it. you got, I'll allow it. We have those birthday check ins, but it's still a good time. We give random updates. We check in. Everything's good. Right. But then there's those people that you've been like, you know, ride or die for and all of this and that. And you're like, how are we in this space? How are we not calling each other? Not com- Conversing outside of some memes on instagram like i almost listen everybody knows i'm here for the hee hee um my love language is sending you a million memes and if you in the circle you gonna get it and you're gonna be happy about it okay um but <laughs> there's a certain <laughs> there is a certain space to where when i know we're not on good terms it bothers me right and obviously the other person knows when you're not on good terms so like If it was me, if I know I'm the one who violated, I'll be the one like, hey, all right, I feel like there's some tension. Let's talk about it. Or nine times out of 10, even if I'm not the one who's violating, I'll be like, let's talk. But when I find myself in that position where you're like, step back, and I step back, and I'm like, I wonder if this person cares enough about this interaction and this relationship to where they're going to bring it up, because they can tell there's tension. But instead of bringing Mm. it up, you sending me hee hee ha ha's on the Instagram machine. And I'm like, that's
1: where violence comes in for me. Because now you plan with me. I'm like, you you plan, you know, in my face. (laughs) And and so that that's one that will send me. Don't Mm. act like it's sweet when you know it's not. And we just not going to address what the issue is. Right. There's that one. And then the second one for me is when individuals act like they don't have capacity to be an intentional friend and we talked Ooh, about that last season on. about intentionality right so tap back mm-hmm. into that episode okay but for me what will also enrage me is when you act like you don't have the time the energy the understanding to be the friend that i need that i deserve that i am for you but you're doing it elsewhere those oh, two my right there God. that's where it's Say like it okay, you know what <laughs> Same that again. is where i'm like you be blessed in your life and i be blessed in mine because now i'm in a space where i'm end up in jail because those are the <laughs> two those are the two amongst, if we outgrow one another if our interests are different if my life path and your life path are just not crossing and we don't have a lot in common anymore i no love lost i love you from a distance i'm still here right. for you i'm only a call away but that me having to recognize there's an issue and you not addressing it and just trying to act like brushing it under the rug, that one. And then you being the number one, go to best friend of the year for everybody
0: else. Hashtag tagged and everybody's stuff reposting. Like, wait, Oh, you outside. oh Okay.
1: Those are the two (laughs) where I'm like, okay. And for me in those two circumstances, I'm not even willing to engage in discussion at that point, because I'm not going to sit and help you explain and understand at your big age why those two things are an issue.
0: You know what? And I think that is where my problem lies because I'm very much a principal person. Like the principle is <laughs> you gonna hear me. So we gonna have to have this conversation. You gonna conversation. hear me, you gonna feel me. You gonna hear me, you're gonna feel me. We're gonna have to have this conversation, but I'm I don't, but I'm very dead set on I'm not bringing it up because it's always me, right? So then I get yeah. this like this bump in a row where it's just like, but you know your person's not about to bring it up because they're not about that smoke they're not doing it mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna give you a a, a flat line mm, i sense some tension i'm sorry what's going on can we move past this what is this we ain't talked about the this how are we mm-hmm. gonna move past it if we don't talk about the this mm-hmm. you and, know? I, and i
1: i would argue that it's not even about a lack of self-awareness people just don't like to own up to what they did no, they don't like being ne- called to the carpet so they like I'm going to just let time pass. You know, she seemed like she got an attitude right now, but I'm going to circle back. Right. Like, and I'm, I'm going to send a meme I'm, in three days. No. And I'm like, you and your meme could go to hell because no, <laughs> it's a no for me. It's, it's a big it's a no for no. me. Because I and am all, all about it. forgiveness. I am all about doing different, moving different, growth. I think that, like you said, I give a lot of grace to people because I want a lot of grace mm-hmm. given to me because I ain't perfect. I make mistakes. I have bad days.
0: But I Thank always you.
1: show up for folks. And if I cannot, I'm going to communicate it. But I'm not mm-hmm. going to put the people who have always been there for me to the mm-hmm. wayside
0: mm-hmm.
1: And, and but I'm watering other friendships, but I'm making somebody that's been in my corner feel unsupported, unloved not showing up for, not celebrated, and then thinking that me just tapping in, like, hey, what's up? It's going to solve it, right? So ultimately, Mm -hmm. whenever we get to that space, whether it's I'm cutting you off, whether I'm putting distance, I'm going to see if you're going to step up and communicate, you know, the disconnect between us. At some point, that breakup happens. And when it happens, whether you were in agreement with it or not, it hurts. It is so heartbreaking. Girl. And it's like, who do you talk to? Right. Because I'm also a firm believer of, we don't have to ever talk again. We don't have to ever be friends again, but I'm not going to go bad mouth you to my other friends. Right. I'm not going to put it on social. this. That's not who I am. Right? right. So you're sitting with, when you have a relationship breakup, right? Your friends in your corner know, Hey, me and so-and-so, we're not together no more. This is what happened. This is how I'm feeling. It's, it's all of this you know comfort that comes with that. Mm-hmm. But typically when we end friendships, or maybe we've had a friendship ended, maybe we was the bad friend, right? Because we're yeah. not perfect. So right. like, whichever <laughs> whichever side you're on, there's not, there's not a network for that per se. And so you suffer in silence. You're like, damn, I miss my dog. Like you low-key about to cry, but you can't really right. go anywhere more times than not and discuss it. So it's this, it's this lonely space. You already done lost your friend. Um, Or to be cut off by a friend. But then you don't really have a space to go and navigate and talk about it. Nope. So it's a very isolating experience.
0: It is. And then it comes up everywhere, right? Because especially if this is someone who is significant and people are used to seeing them with you or used to you talking, whatever whatever it may be, right? And people just do something that's simply like, oh, oh my goodness, you ain't brought her so and so and so long. Like, how y'all doing? Oh, she did not <laughs> no like, no that's my one you
1: still talk to so-and-so and i'm like yeah because man <laughs> i really or like nah i don't rock with them but i'm also not about to tell you this random right i'm not
0: doing that right versions. it's just gonna be like listen my they favorite good. go-to is like oh she she should be well i i assume she's
1: well <laughs> i assume she's well i just be like i lied they good they good. next time no because people be
0: trying to ask follow-up questions and i'm be- like i'm not about to do this mm-hmm. i'm not doing this mm-hmm. And then now you all the way in the wonderlust of your brain, like, (laughs) you know, right? just mad all over again.
1: In these circumstances, how have you, or if you said you're possibly navigating it right now, how do you heal from this quote unquote breakup? Because it is so different than a romantic one. So how do you go Mm -hmm. through
0: the motions of getting back to yourself? You know, um... I don't know yet, but <laughs> I feel like it just depends on the, the situation, the day, the the moment I'm in, right? Because I'm definitely that person who, if I got a lot going on, I'm not sitting over here crying over spilled milk, focusing mm-hmm. on the details of nonsense, but I feel like I'd be good. I'd be completely fine. I, 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 I uh, orchestrate the right answers when people ask, I am able to, you know, seemingly be fine and go through the emotions but then there's those moments where oh something wild happened that I would usually talk to this person and I can't that's when. listen when a story when a story spins the block you feel me and you're like oh my god I gotta tell no I don't gotta <laughs> that's, tell
1: that's when your knees buckle from up under you because oh like god, you that's the, when you feel you it in like, your chest because you're like you like you are the only one that would get this. This is the funniest thing, or this, you know, long you've been working up towards something. Okay, and it happens, right?
0: Okay, that, that promotion or an experience that you guys experienced together because Mister So and So or this dude or that or whatever happened, y'all experienced that together. So for this person to come back in this part of life, it's like, bro, mm-hmm. the only person that's gonna understand this story and mm-hmm. give me the proper reaction is you mm-hmm. but i can't even tell you <laughs> no that's I you do, like my chest is you. tight
1: i just I, like that i'd like you said more more or less we navigate life well because yeah. we're our own people we're sound and confident in that and we do have other friendships that Water us, fulfill us, edify us, all the yeah. things. But it'd be those moments where it's only that friend that's like, Come oh man. On. And it's like, what terms are you and that friend on? Have y'all completely cut ties? Or is it even awkward to go to something that personal or deeper, or intimate, because you guys are extremely surface level right now?
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: that's where it gets hard because with any healing journey, it's all circumstantial. It depends on the day, what's mm-hmm. happening, who's present. But that's when you feel it the most. And I think that for me, when I, you know, identify how I have healed in the past is again, I'm you gonna hear me. That's so, unless mm-hmm. I'm completely done with you and I have wanted to never speak to you again, you gonna hear me. So when you start trying to do the superficial memes or the the, the check-in, I'm gonna let you know quick. So you think we're not gonna talk about blank? And then people feel <laughs> cornered. And I'll be like, well, then you should have just cut me off because you shouldn't even sent that because you know me well enough. And that's the thing about the intimacy of a friendship. You You knew who to play with and it wasn't me. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to address it. And again, I'm very forgiving. So I often always give that chance to recognize and to do different.
0: So, so let me ask you this. You... Let me ask you this. Hold on. I didn't mean to cut you off, but let me ask you this. Hello. I, I feel that because I do the same thing. I'm I'm very mm-hmm. much, let's get in front of it. I'm not about to sit here and play this game with you. You said the hee-hee-ha-ha. Oh, you on the phone? So I'm calling. You know, that's me. Um, Hello. But then I get to a space where I'm like, I've done everything, gave you everything, called you to the couch, did all the things, and I'm not going to do it. Are you going to do it? If it's important to you, are you going to do it? Because obviously you know I'm moving different because you've made some type of comment about it, right? So this would be the space in which you call it to the couch. Do you wait Mm -hmm. for them to call it to the couch or do you just say, all right, this last time I'm going to say something, or do you just cut it off? I was going to get
1: there, Dr. Pam, but I I like that we're thinking. No, we're thinking on the same way. So yes, I'm initially I'm gonna call it out because we're not even about to play these superficial games. stop. The wrong friend, absolute Mm -hmm. wrong friend. Get it together. And I'm I'm willing to accept, you know, well, I feel like you did this. Cool. Let's have Mm -hmm. that discussion and let's reset, right? But now that we've reset. We've at that point identified our expectations and what we believe friendship mm-hmm. to be. Because even though friendship is a universal concept, what friendship means to me and what friendship means to you, what friendship means to this person listening right now may be uh-huh. different. So it's important for us to identify that as friends and we move forward in that. But if or in these circumstances, when those friends continue to go against what we've identified as important and what's the foundation of our friendship, I feel like I have had a tendency to do that step back. Right. But I'm only going to do it for so long. Like you said, and I'm very much in a space in my life where I'm not going to keep repeating myself. You heard me the first time and a second time you're not listening. So at that point I move differently because I'm not going to continue to have any imbalanced relationships. So, Hey, best friend of however many years or day one from childhood, like it sincerely is what it is. And there's no mm-hmm. love lost. But you don't have that access to me because you have shown me through your actions time and time again that you don't value this friendship. So instead of having to deal with the fact and heal from the fact that our friendship looks different, I'm not going to add an extra layer of being in denial and trying to hold mm-hmm. on to the friendship and continuously mm. being hurt at the fact that the friendship is not what I need it to be. So I'm going mm-hmm, to step okay. away from that and just work on my healing process of my friendship breakup. And I think mm. that's the message so many people need to hear. It's like, You have to recognize what your friendship is, especially if you've been working at it and it's not going anywhere, then take that Mm -hmm. step back. If you can comfortably and soundly say, I'm okay being an acquaintance with this person or just an associate, as opposed to a sincere, close, or best friend with this person. If you can do that and you have no mental discord, then do that. But if that's Mm -hmm. not realistic, then cut it off and be Mm -hmm. sad, but... It's easier to be sad and cut off that friendship as opposed to still trying and just I'm a, like you said that that whole notion of I'm a step back and see if they recognize and mm-hmm. if it's this important to them. That's not really a healthy space to be in.
0: It's not. Just not so cut it off, But I think it's it's fueled by I'm no longer in the business of convincing, and I feel like if I no for sure
1: um, if you're in that space and you're good, that's what I'm saying. That's what's one thing. But mm, if you're in that mm-hmm. space, like. Well, I'm going to see, you know, we typically talk every day and I'm going to stop calling. And it's like, oh, it's day three and they haven't called. Oh, it's day five and they haven't called. Oh, they didn't want to hold. Like, it's like, okay, now <clears throat> you know. Enter ambivalence the- into the chat. <laughs> ambivalence has entered the chat and you are doing nothing but trying to test a person and it's never healthy to test anybody. So when you're operating mm. from that space, you're trying to test now them to prove. coming for my life. <laughs> this ain't for you to explain anybody. You're trying to test them <laughs> to prove their love for you which means that you don't feel that you are valuable enough on your own. So you're putting Ooh. the power in their hands. Yeah. We're going to get real deep right here. Oh, snap it! Hit up with a word, Dr. Janae. <laughs> so that's the issue. If it's, Hey, I'm always okay. in the driver's seat and I'm getting in, in a passenger and you cool with it. You got your seatbelt on, feet kicked up. You got your snacks. Cool. But if you want a passenger, mm-hmm. you keep looking over, and you, str- you scared, you stressed out your heart beating fast. You secretly crying, you know, tears coming out of one eye that I they can the No, uh-uh. that's how you know that <laughs> there is something there. You're in conflict with yourself and you keep yeah. looking to them. Are they, am I important enough? Baby, listen, I don't need none of y'all to tell me I'm important enough. So if you're not moving, like I'm a close friend to you, that you care about me and value our friendship. Listen, if you don't want me then don't talk to me. What did Fantasia say? <laughs> Come on, Fantasia. Go ahead and free yourself. And it's okay. It's it's no, when I see you, I'll wave, I'll give you a hug. But we ain't about to do all of that. Touche. I do agree. So well, that's that on it's, that. <laughs> that is, is that on that, right? But for someone listening, like, what would be the action plans that you would empower somebody to take if they're in this space of, should I have a friendship breakup? Should I step back? Should I communicate? I'm I'm, I'm hearing y'all, I'm somewhere on this continuum. Mm-hmm. What would you encourage them to do?
0: I would definitely... Encourage them to sit with themselves a little bit. Sit with yourself mm-hmm. and kind of figure out where is that ambivalence even coming from? That like teetering on the should I, should I not? Um, that testing, like you were saying, like that that want to be wanted is what's yeah. driving this kind of like ambivalence or this um moment of, well, let me just let me just see if I sit back here, if they gonna notice I'm back here, as opposed to helping them out in the front, like I usually am. Like are they gonna miss me? Are they gonna this? I would I would call call that person to just kind of like reflect on that and see what that's all about and see yeah. why we're looking for that. What's the word I'm looking for? That confirmation from outside parties yeah. and how are we not giving it to ourselves. That's one thing. And then the other thing would just kind of be like looking at the relationships we do have and seeing if they are feeding into us, because I think sometimes we hyper focus on the one that's not and leave leave the ones that are feeding to us and doing what they need to do mm-hmm. on a back burner and being like, oh, I ain't got no friends. And it's mm-hmm. like, you do, you just got one that's acting up. So lean into the other people, you know, or Absolutely. or lean into yourself, right? Um, come on, you know? So that's, that's where I'm at. It's some time for some reflection.
1: Absolutely. No, I think you are absolutely in your bag with that one. Like you said, there is some inner work that needs to happen. And then that determines the outer work that you do with that friendship in whatever capacity you're going to have it. Right. Um, So most of us are somewhere on here. We're Mm -hmm. in this limbo with the friend. We've stepped back from a friend or we have cut a friend off. And I think there's a lot of guilt that comes with that, too. It does. And I would check in about that. There's nothing wrong with outgrowing or ending a friendship. Right. As long as it's done in a proactive, respectful manner, I um, mean, you leave it where it's supposed to be like there, I don't know why there's so much guilt and shame around doing what's the best for you and your mental health. So just some things to consider as you're navigating this process, wherever you may be on it, maybe you are on different levels with different people. Right. But you brought up a great point, Dr. Pam is most of us have friendships somewhere that is edifying to us they may not be as close of a friend as they should be or maybe a friend that you have lost touch with but there are spaces where you are in community and you feel loved and validated so you need to lean more into that after you've done the work on yourself so like you said Dr. Mm -hmm. first and foremost you need to reflect on yourself on your existing friendships on your potential friendships or the friendships that have the possibility to resurface um, and then you need to communicate effectively and intentionally with all parties, with the friends that are distant, with the friends you're trying to bring near, with the friends you may be yeah. trying to cut ties with. Right. And for the friendships that you do have to take a step away from or cut off, grieve it like we don't give enough space to grieving these friendship breakups. Right. You could be sad. You could cry. You can call on your other friends in your community, but don't just bottle it in and act like oh, we didn't have a blow up, we didn't have a major fallout, so I'm okay and they're okay. You probably not. And it's okay to be like, man, like Mm -hmm. I have missed friends that I have significantly stepped away from or cut off altogether. That doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that the friendship has to resurface, but I will sit with that like, man, that was really one of my go-tos. And it's unfortunate that they no longer are or they're no longer choosing to be, is what I would say. Mm -hmm. But I grieve that and I sit with that. Um, I think it's also important to know when to cut ties because sometimes yes. we have somebody out like I said I mentioned earlier you have somebody that's an acquaintance or an associate because that sounds better but it doesn't feel better um mm-hmm. so recognizing when you need to cut those ties um mm-hmm. and then When we think about the moving forward so you've cut folks off or you've distanced yourself from people and you're at peace Mm -hmm. right you've gotten there with the help of your other friends you've gotten the help um you've gotten there with the reflection from yourself and maybe with your therapist because this is a reason to be in therapy or something to talk about in therapy but then thinking forward you don't want to shut yourself off you don't want to adopt the no new friends mentality or it's just me versus me you know if i don't have to deal with nobody else so don't shut yourself off from this experience. Like put yourself out there and open yourself up to new friendships because look at me and Dr. again, um, hey. it, it, it comes she out loves sometimes, it right? You, you, we love it here. Okay. Okay. You, you we be getting on my nerves, here. I be getting on yours, but, but it all, it all has come together. The stars have aligned, um, yes. but that only happened because you shot your shot and we put mm-hmm. ourselves out there and we allowed our friendship to grow in spite of the fact that at our big age, we was, you know, we, Okay, let's make new friends. Um right. and then I think another thing is we often carry the trauma of our past situations with our family mm-hmm. in romantic relationships, but we do it with our friends too. So if you feel like you weren't enough in a friendship, um you then walk into your next friendship with this deficit Mm -hmm. model. So don't lessen yourself in your other existing friendships or the new ones that you're building because the one that you've had to end or put distance in between was lopsided. Like you want to still recognize and give your other existing friendships or your new friendships a clean slate. And you want to come in there again, recognizing that I myself am enough. I'm a great friend and I want to give that to someone, but I want to receive that as well. So don't tolerate less than or don't feel like you have to overcompensate Because what you did in the last friendship didn't seem to land enough.
0: So that's what I would say. I agree with that. I definitely agree with that. I have a few clients that have come to me and trying to like, just, I guess, maneuver through these interpersonal relationships and how, you know, they used to be significant. They're not so anymore. And I think there's a part of it that when we talk about that hurt or trying to like just mourn that relationship that turns into this notion of, internalizing like, oh, was this person never really supportive, never really uh giving me what I was giving them? Was I doing too much? Was I this? Was mm-hmm. I that? So then they then enter new relationships like, oh yeah, you know, usually I would show up and show out, but I'm not showing up and showing out unless this person has showed up and showed out and mm-hmm. and they become very rigid, right? Yes. And it's like like you said, don't lessen yourself. Just be a little bit more selective, you know? Just yeah. be a little bit more selective. Be a little bit more cautionary. And how you mm-hmm. engage with people, but that doesn't mean don't engage at all. That doesn't mean don't be your genuine self. If you are a helper, if you are a person that shows up and six, boom, bah hurrah for your friends, do that. But yeah. just know when you're not getting the same back. And also just don't go all the way to a thousand and you just met this person a day either. Right. Yeah. So it's Balance. balance balance. That's all it's about. Making sure your friendships are balanced. So that
1: means bringing in new ones, leaving old ones behind mm-hmm. and being open to whatever's going to happen. Right. So I think that that is timely for a lot of folks. Um, I'm going to transition into our listener letter and it says, Hey, Dr. Pam and Dr. Janae, my name is Bree. And I had a question about mental health and how to find the right doctor.
0: Mm-hmm. I
1: was dealing with a lot of stress and scheduled an appointment to see my doctor. And he sent me to a therapist. When I met with her, I told her I thought I needed some medicine for my anxiety. And then she told me she would need to refer me to a doctor. I was like, I just came here from a doctor and he said you could help me. But now you're sending me back to a doctor. I just stopped going to therapy altogether. And I know y'all gonna say that's not a good idea. You're right. Um, (laughs) Why was I getting the runaround and how do I go to therapy and get medicine if I would like it? Thank you for any help you can give.
0: All right. Okay. So I get this question a lot. So I think I'm a I'm gonna start off with the answer if it's okay with you. So Bree, I like to just distinguish the differences, right? So when you think therapist, it can be anybody from an LMFT, like a marriage family therapist, or a psychologist like myself and Dr. Janae. Um, and there's other acronyms and things, but we're not gonna get into that. Social workers, don't forget it. Don't forget the social <laughs> social work. workers as well. Sorry. Ooh. Oh, sorry. Um, (laughs) So there's a lot of different clinicians that can be a therapist, right? Mm -hmm. But when it comes to specifically talking about medication, that's when we're in the realm of psychiatry. And that is a medical doctor of mental health, if you will. Right. So they're the ones who's going to give you the medication. They're the ones who's going to prescribe it. They're the ones who's going to check in to see if the medicine is working. Now, your therapist is the one that works on everything else. I like to say, like, I'm the talk lady, not the pill lady. Okay, Uh, I'm the person you're going to talk about the problems with. I'm the person who's going to gauge it. Sometimes I'm the person who's diagnosing half of the things that's going on. If it's diagnosable, I'm the person Mm -hmm. that's saying, hey, I know you might not want to, but you might want to talk to a psychiatrist to talk about medication. And it's just like with other forms of specialty, right? A psychiatrist just specializes in psych meds. So it's like seeing Mm -hmm. another specialist, if you will. Yeah. Um, so it's not necessarily that they were giving you the runaround. They just weren't properly explaining. So if you're yeah. talking about talk therapy, you want to figure out what's going on with you. Yes. You go to the therapist first. You say, hey, is this normal? Hey, should I be this anxious every day? And they'll say mm-hmm. yay or nay. Or you guys will take more sessions, go through what's going on with your life. And they're like, hey, you are a candidate for some medication um, or you're not. Right. And then you go to a psychiatrist. Um, yep. So it's pretty much what is your need and how can we fulfill it? And a lot of times people also ask, like, is medication good? Is medication bad? Should I take it? And it's like, I feel like when it comes to medication, we're talking about symptomology. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And how to deal with that. If you have a headache, you can choose to take medication or not. Is it helpful? Yes. <laughs> um, do you always need medication to take care of the headache? Not always. There's some situations that are a little bit more significant. If you've got the sugar beaties, if you've got, you know, high blood pressure or whatever else you have, you might have to take a consistent pill daily mm-hmm. to help manage the symptoms, but that's no different than a mental health diagnosis. Whereas right. you have some significant symptoms that you need to take medication daily for that or you might hmm. have something that you take as needed, or you might not yep. need it at all. It just depends on your situation.
1: Absolutely. And I think, like you said, that question comes up a lot, especially when the therapist has a doctor in front of their name, right? So they uh-huh. see Dr. Pam on all the on all the sites to get clients and Dr. Janae. so they automatically assume like we are, we are doctors of clinical psychology but the medication comes from a medical doctor. They went to med school. And like you said, they are a mental health medical doctor. And one thing that's important for folks to recognize is we work in sync with one another. So Mm -hmm. we are doing the comprehensive background. What, where did you come from? How did you get here? What does your symptoms Mm -hmm. look like? How long have you been experiencing them? Now let's chip away and understand that better. Let's create a treatment plan to address that. And then the psychiatrist joins the team and says, Hey, If this is so unmanageable or so severe, or again, maybe on an as-needed basis, I believe that a medication intervention can help you with all the stuff that you've told your therapist, all the stuff that you're working through, but this may boost or kickstart the treatment plan, so now I'm going to prescribe you this medication on a daily basis for a short amount of time, maybe for the rest of your life, depending on what the symptoms and the diagnoses are. Mm -hmm. Or it's like, hey, you mentioned that you feel and experience these symptoms and emotions during these times well, maybe it's clinically indicated that you take this medication as needed. Like you said, sometimes you pop Tylenol for a headache. Other times you do other things, you lie down, you just relax, you take the day off. You don't need Mm -hmm. to do that. So that's exactly what it sounds like in your letter that they didn't explain to you properly. So I hate that, but I hope that us explaining that helps you and anyone else better understand the role that a therapist plays versus a psychiatrist, or we're all Mm -hmm. working on the same team and it is your team, your treatment team. So for real. Uh, please don't give up. So a you have beam. to be
0: you have to be your advocate for yourself. So I shout out to you for being open to medication anyway, because there's a lot of misunderstanding and misconception mm-hmm. that comes around psych meds. Um, yeah. So I think it's, it's I think it's impressive that you were even open to it. Um, but that's not always the case. So sometimes if you're in therapy and your therapist is telling you that, hey, they think that you should see a specialist um, dealing with psych, oh, psych meds, then. Be a little bit more open to it because sometimes we need that to bring us to a place where we're able to then deconstruct and 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 do all the talking and all the figuring out and gaining the insight. But we can't do that if we're super down, bad and super depressed or super, super anxious. We can't bring yeah. ourselves to the place where we're stable enough to figure out why the why and all that we do. Right.
1: Absolutely. Dr. Pam, I'm going to turn it right back over to you because I know you have this week's therapist recommendation for our listeners.
0: Yes, ma'am. And this one is going to be a good old journal prompt because I feel like we've talked about a lot of different things today, especially when it comes to like in-person relationships and our tribes and, and the way we feel supported. So this week, I'm going to call everyone to just take a moment and reflect. And just to guide your reflection, I want you to reflect on your ideal interpersonal relationship. I say interpersonal relationship because it can be friendship. It can be romantic relationship. It can be family. It can be a little bit of everybody, you know, and what ideally you think that looks like. And when I say ideally, I'm talking about expectations for yourself as well as the other person defining and, and really Going in on what you think support looks like and what reciprocity feels and looks like and just sit with that and see what are my expectations? What are my expectations for other people and how I want to be supported and how I support other people? Because it's it's a two way street. Let's see if we are holding our side of the bargain and if other people are also holding their side of it.
1: I love that. And I hope that folks will take you up on that challenge and actually sit in a space of reflection and put that on paper, put that in a notes app on their phone, type it out in an email, because I think that there will be
0: a a lot of revelation that comes
1: from it. (laughs) Hey, do a voice note if you want to do that too, right? But no, I really love that. So please take Dr. Pem up on that challenge and throw us a list in their letters. Hit us on our email or our Instagram.
0: Perfect. And that was our episode for this week. Thanks for tuning in and taking time to connect with us. But now it's time to do the work. And I know y'all got this. Be sure to follow us on Instagram and check out our free mental health resource guide linked in the notes. Please leave us a review. Just share your thoughts and help other people find us. And let them know our podcast is out there. We'll still do our weekly call for listener letters and questions on Instagram. So write us for a chance to get some insight from us, your homegirls, who happen to be therapists. See you next week.